Um, before uh, the Bray Report, we were talking about that duffel bag of guns that somebody dug up in their backyard. And Brett gave his expertise on what you do when you're trying to dismantle and chop up the barrel. Uh, that's what I heard. Oh, contraire. Oh, Say yeah? the criminal, criminals listening. Yeah. Uh, to Jay Gutentag, she got a text from somebody that said, uh, you should let John Holmberg know that you do not cut up guns. They can still piece them together. You use a settling torch to melt them into ashtrays so you can use them while you talk to the cops. <laughs> so that's how you really do it. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I'll never, I assume, require. I did say you spread the pieces out all yeah, over the valley. See, I now, didn't say you put it all in one spot so right. they could put it together. You wouldn't put it all back together. No. And then, yeah. All right. People, people have planned this. No, John, you, take a, you find a buddy with a forge and you remake those guns. Okay. No. no. You I dispose of them. Forge Too many guys? cooks yeah. in the kitchen. Too yeah. many cooks. If you're going to commit a crime, you got A, you got to stay by yourself. You can't start dragging in Brett and then his buddy. Yeah. Right. Now you got people who are like, I know your story, especially Brett. He'd bring me over to some dude who's like, I got to help you out. And then two weeks later, it's like, I know your story. You owe me. And now I got to do favors for this guy or he's going to rat me out. And then Journey's playing in the background. <laughs> right. Yeah. Next thing you know, that, like Brett says, that's how they get you. You'll be smithing for three years I will. just to get out. <laughs> I'll be forging. I did for you. You do for me. I got a package I need you to get rid of. Next thing you know, you got a carpet roll in the back of your car and you're driving out in the desert. You do for me scratching backs. That's what it's about. So I like Brett's way of chopping it up, little bits. And then, you know, you throw one at the Tom Mix Memorial. Yeah. You head on over to Palm Springs. You drop a couple off there. You know, and over time, you've gotten rid of it in so many places they'll never know. Yeah, and you don't need anybody else. You just go to Harbor Freight, buy a chop saw. <laughs> All right. And, uh, <laughs> what, what? You, you seem to know too much about exactly how to do this. At first, it's cute. Chop saw again. It's scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chop saw at Harbor Freight. Uh, I don't know about Harbor Freight. One. Uh, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> From what I understand, I don't know. <laughs> From what and, you can, and you can get a set of torches there too. Did you watch the Sammy the Bull thing? People are asking. I have not yet, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Sammy the Bull did an interview with John Hook about how great it is to be Sammy the Bull, and I think he's still here, right? Yeah, he's still in Tempe. My problem was out. I watched the Good Doctor the other night when it was on the first uh, episode. So it was on after that, though. No, it's on. Oh, at it's nine. on at nine. Yeah. You're right. Their news is early. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Good Doctor. Was so on I, I will watch it though. It's on, you know, my Fox Phoenix yeah, and whatever they call that thing now. But how close, uh, honestly, how close have you been to an incident where you realize there's crimes committed and you've listened to people? You've been, you've been involved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's been in it. I know you have. There's the, look at that. 170 bucks. 170 bucks for a good uh, abrasive cutoff saw. There you go. <laughs> oh, don't, there you go. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if that's what you're going to do. <laughs> I mean, if that's part of your day. <laughs> Very impressive, Brett. <laughs> And I like that when Derek uh, texts over and said, Brett's wrong. What you do is you get the torch and you drop it. Well, you know, I did actually say mm-hmm. to dump it in different places, yeah. you moron. <laughs> no, I didn't say put it in a duffel and bury it in some Mexican's backyard in El Mirage. <laughs> Idiot. Here's your puzzle. I didn't say my way was the only way. I'm just saying. You. It's a way. Not the right. way. Right. Right. Lower Buckeye Road, you buried him? You didn't even cut it? No. <laughs> I do like the ashtray, though. That's a, that's the a classy touch. You, you make something out of it. And while they're questioning about where the guns are, you're actually tapping into it, and they don't even know. But that's risky, too. The, the key to this whole thing, duffel bags filled with guns, is, like in Goodfellas, if you've buried 
contraband or you have criminal evidence and you buried it in your yard, when you move out, you take it. You with take you. that with you because what happened is exactly what's going to happen. These two new people, probably white because they're trying to gentrify the neighborhood, <laughs> have decided to plant a key lime tree in their backyard because they want to make pies in spring. And they find your duffel. Now, now they're looking for you, whereas before no one was looking for you. Now you're up to no good. And there's no plausible deniability in the fact that these guns were – they're going to know how old they were. They're going to know when they were buried, who lived there, when it happened. You did this, dummies. Or yes. someone randomly uh, took the bat, dug a hole in the backyard. They don't even if people are digging holes in your backyard and yeah. burying guns and you don't know it, <laughs> then you're you an idiot. You deserve it. A, you deserve to go to jail for A, living in that neighborhood and B, not paying any attention to the fact that you had new dirt spots in your backyard every couple of days. You're well, right. Maybe Maybe the surveillance Todd is a little heavier in the lower Buckeye Todd, area. Todd never pays attention to what's going on back there. We just dig a couple holes and throw them in there. He'll never know. It's just dumb. But, yeah, so there's there's the ways to do it. But one way that we've never heard is put them in a duffel bag, bury them in a shallow, plantable space. How deep do you dig for that, Brett? Uh, Below the frost line? You know, you got to go I don't know, six, six feet, feet under. Six feet, yeah, that's what I'm six thinking. Feet under. Nobody's going to plant Same as you're going to bury a body. <laughs> right. Well, From what I understand. You lose a little lie. Yeah. <laughs> but out here out it's way. different because you got the caliche. You, know. <laughs> oh, you hit caliche. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, Barry Corbin and Tommy Lee Jones talked about in there. Did they ever tell you how Uncle met his reward? (laughs) And he had to get (laughs) those Indians that tried to kill him on his porch. And then his aunt, she's digging all day in that hard caliche. (laughs) I feel overmatched. Barry Corbin's so good. So good in that movie. That speech he gives, and he's in it for a minute, and he just changes the world. It ain't all waiting on you. This country's hard on people. It's called vanity. Oh, what a scene. I'm going to watch that when I get home today. No Country for Old Men. Just, I think it's rapidly, I think it's past Rear Window is my favorite movie of all time. I thought Shawshank was up there. Shawshank's in the top ten. But oh, uh, okay. my favorite movie ever is Rear Window. Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. I just think that thing is a spectacular piece of filmmaking. No Country is... Getting to the point now where it's creeping. Oh man, is it good! And the more you watch it, the more it resonates with you because it you're aging, so you're understanding more and more of what he's going through as far as like the world, the game that he's in. Well, he's not in a game. The whole yeah. game he's in, which is his mental breakdown of his own self. That's such an introspective movie. He doesn't want to be a sheriff anymore. It's just what he's done, and he's watching the world blaze by him, and he has to be reminded this isn't different. Nothing's different. You're different. You're aging out. You feel overmatched, not because the things have gotten harder. It's got harder for you to do them. Oh, what a movie. That Barry Corbin speech should be shown to every man that turns 41 years old. Because you're like, wow, it's like, it seems like everything's gone crazy. Kids with green hair. Ain't it the darndest thing? <laughs> you told me we'd have kids walking around with green hair and pierced noses in our own city? <laughs> it's just... It's the dismal tide, Ed Tom, the dismal tide. It's the darndest thing. Said once you stop here in Cern, ma'am, it was all over from there. Dismal tide. It's probably what the KSLX guys do when they look down the hall at LP. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh. Well, yeah, but that, yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Neanderthal and Mark probably stare at that thing and just, Shaking man, oh, man. Green hair and homos running around at work. It's the dismal tide. KSLX struggles the most with how gay KDKB is. <laughs>
Every single one of them's a homosexual. I know it. <laughs> I just never, I never would have guessed it. You start putting penises and butts on a regular basis, that's the end of it, I think. Dismal tide, Ed Tom. Such <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. I just love that line when he says that to him. It ain't all waiting on you. This country's hard on people. Just sitting in that awful trailer full of cats, listening to his brother complain that life's gotten too hard because everything's changed. What you, what you got ain't nothing new. This country's hard on people. Oh, what a scene. That's a top-notcher. Those, those moments, and I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of in a very weird group of people that thinks that's the best movie ever made. My, oh, my, I love that movie. It's so good, though. But those moments when you watch them and they just hit you like, man, it's like they're talking to you. That movie's so good. Oh. And, and you think you're watching a movie the entire time about a, uh, a crime. The whole movie, you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'm watching this great caper about a money and chasing this guy who stole it and he shouldn't and this bad murderer that's out to get the money back but he's a heartless villain and this and then the whole thing is really just about a dude aging and not wanting to deal with all this nonsense it's all just flash so you can at the end have a guy say "Eh, it's all too much for me which eventually we all do Let's watch it now. That and Mr. T. I mean, what a great movie morning it's been. Uh, but if you do have a crime you want to commit, uh, call Brett. Uh, oh, Brett no. What's your, what's your uh, <laughs> crime hotline? V Vesley? Uh, yeah. Is that V E S E L Y? V E S E L Y. Okay. Yeah. We have some more input. B Vesley uh-huh. at uh, getting rid of your weapons. No, but no, Caliche no. is a big thing. If you have a Caliche uh, yard, if you're digging around, you want to move it in. You want to get into someplace. Farmland is the best, I'd say. Because it's been watered down for years. You're not going to run into caliche uh, for a while. That's obvious. And then who did that? I mean, if they're digging through caliche, they had to be some landscapers and stuff that's out there. That's true. So, they're the only ones that get through caliche. Yeah, and that's it on the west brutal. side. So. Okay. Yeah, that's no, true. No, no, no. You go to Rocky Point, throw them in the ocean, let the salt water rust them. That changes the ballistics of the barrel, Brett. And then you got to get it across the border, too. Yeah, yeah. that's dumb. You've you've He's, got a stash no, of guns. You I'm with that. Getting that's across a border dumb. is your worry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yes. another way to get caught. You've got weapons used in a crime. You don't drag <laughs> drive them great distances. You find a spot close by. If I'm Absolutely. right. And, and I, yeah. like I like Brett's plan of parting it out with your own materials you keep in your garage. And you take that saw off that blade mm-hmm. off the thing too, and you get rid of that as well. What is wrong with you, you guys? Have you ever killed anyone before? <laughs> Jesus, it's like I'm talking to a bunch of amateurs. There's multiple ways of doing it. I'm just yes. trying to look for the easiest and the, the, um, of involving the least amount of people. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Driving it to Mexico. You're doomed in two countries now. <laughs> now you've committed another crime to get rid of the first crime. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill with that guy, whoever that was. Right. Get his name. Right. If I'm killing, it's first choice right now is Brett. He's making a lot of sense. All you guys with your drive it over here and dump it's it easy. there. It's easy. You put them in, in the Yo, asshole. <laughs> ships. Oceans in California and Texas, too. You're no. still crossing state Ocean lines. In Texas. Don't tell me there's an ocean in Texas. It's a gulf. That's what it says. Yeah, I know. I'm not committing crimes with you. Read a map. They got the big ocean of Mexico there. Oceans in Texas. There's a big gulf. I'll give you that. Brady. <laughs> I don't like all this kill talk. Yeah, all right. Well, Plenty of people do. <laughs> then you know what? Keep your f- mouth shut. Yeah. Plenty of people love this stuff. Snitches. <laughs> That's right. Get stitches. How would you kill a man, Brady? 
What's your method? Um, I would put my rifle in the gun case, and I would fly to the state where the guy is. Oh, you so know how to do that Because I've been now. moving firearms. Because you That's just right. did that. For, you're, yeah. you're a gun runner. Contract now. work. Arms dealer. And you're, you know, guy who's done it right a couple times. There's yep. no reason to believe you're a suspicious person. So you would fly the weapon to that, kill them, and then fly it back. Yep. That's it? Nope. Not me. I'm not getting on any planes after nope. I kill somebody with a gun. <laughs> you fly it. So you say you got to kill somebody in Columbus. You'd fly back. So I got to get my dad his gun. I back. wouldn't use a gun. Oh yeah. I'd use that uh, saw cutter. You just, just hack cut, him. Up. I'd cut him, cut him up. No. Yeah. Brady's not. I'm not doing it with him either. You just go to Toledo guy. and pick up a gun and and, <laughs> and drive back to Columbus. So all of this is great because I hand him a grenade and say count to ten. <laughs> dig dig an eight foot hole. This guy says bury. The guns. Cover two feet. Bury a dead dog. Oh. It's a good idea. Fill the hole. I like it's, that. It's a terrible idea. But layering. It's layering. good for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You layer. It's a seven-layer crime. That's actually good. So this is the reason we were talking about it, because you pricks are outing yourselves. <laughs> and here's the best way to do it ever. I've never, ever brett your ways out. Oh, yeah? All right. Give the guns to Toledo's dad. You'll never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Spangler, well played. <laughs> He'll bastardize those guns in a heartbeat. <laughs> Give them to Toledo's dad and they disappear like he does. Nobody can disappear stuff like Toledo's old man. And that was all they saw of him. <laughs> That's the, that, there's the closer of yeah. it. Well done, Spangler. Can't top that. If you, if you can, amazing. Get somebody on the phone, I guess. Uh-oh. Hey, uh, KPD World. Hey, hey OJ. Hey, you gave it out. So what was Brett's email again? <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I, I'm, I'm not the strongest speller. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you could pop that off again, I'd appreciate it. Prince Tiger. <laughs> it's B. Vesley, V-E-S-E-L-Y. At 98 KUPD. At 98KUPD.com. All your Ask Adego needs will be on. We'll play that game again. <laughs> Uh, it's 8.51. We got Rock Horse coming up in a little bit. It's 98. 98. This is bad. Bad, bad, bad. That's a joke, right? You're joking? 